Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Well, hi guys, welcome back to Real Talk. Um, I have a special guest here today, Mr. Coach Mills. Welcome, Mr. Coach Mills. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Um, So today I have spoken to Coach Mills a little bit about just his life and his testimony, and he's really passionate about talking talking to women, um, talking to just people about Jesus. So today we're going to hear a little bit about his testimony, a little bit about um, what he does when he goes and shares in other places. Um, So Coach Mills, first, like, who are you? Like, what do you do? (laughs) Tell us, because they don't know you and they can't see you. Well, number one, I'm a a native Washingtonian. I'm originally from Northeast Washington, D.C. Grew up in District Heights, which we call Forestville, Maryland. Uh, Graduated from Largo High School. Uh, 1988 graduate. Nice. Um, ordained reverend, passionate about the Lord, and uh, love football. Love coaching football, yep. which I can still play. <laughs> I always see him. He works at the school that I work at, and I always see him watching football. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I'm going to do when I get home. Too. <laughs> um, well, tell us a little bit just about like how you came to the Lord. You know, like What did that look like? Did you grow up in church? Mm. Even if you did, did that matter? You sure, know, sure, um, sure. Share with us a little bit about like how you came to faith. Sure. So, of course, I came, I came from a, uh, I come from a, um, two-parent home. Mom and dad um, made it to death do us part. My mm. father, uh, yeah, I grew up in church. Okay. Um, I was supposed to be on the usher board, I thought, but my mom, uh, for whatever reason, decided that it would be best for me to sing in the, in the youth choir. That turned nice. into the young adult choir. Became, uh, I was in the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. Um, so, but um, growing up in church, um, I wound up rededicating my life to Christ in 1997, the okay. year my dad passed away, mm-hmm. the day after my 27th birthday. Okay. So um, from there, I decided to get serious about my walk uh, with the Lord. I wasn't, you know, I was I was the boy next door growing up, mm-hmm. but of course, um, being exposed to certain things from my uh, my brothers in the neighborhood and all, and I grew up the only child too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I learned a lot of things from my other friends in the neighborhood things okay. that were you know my mom and dad didn't teach me yeah and you grew up in dc so i'm sure it was yeah. some things that you encountered what were some yeah. of those things like <clears throat> that you kind of had a part in um the introdu- the introduction to um selling drugs mm. not me mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't but it was right literally next door to me yeah literally i remember yeah. when one of my friends was introduced to selling mm. drugs, and uh, I remember the person who introduced him to it, mm. and I was right there on the spot, and uh, I said, hey, man, I want a job, too. <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> no, nah, you know, basically they were saying, you're the, you're the church boy, so this doesn't, this mm. doesn't, it's not going to fit with you anyway. So okay. that was God's way of really saving me from it, but I was still yeah. close enough to experience what smoking weed was yeah. about. Yeah. You know, um, experimented with it at the age of 16 and stopped at the age of 16 mm. and saw a lot of my friends drift off into um, selling drugs, getting locked up mm. for different reasons, and some are no longer here. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I'm glad the Lord protected you from that. Amen. Because that could have easily yeah. been you, especially with it being right next door to you. Yeah. You know? Yes, literally. Wow. Literally, yeah. And so you rededicated your life, you said at 27 when your dad passed. What made you rededicate your life to Jesus? I was, uh, I kept hearing hypocrite. Mm. Um, that was one of the things. So um, the the first thing that was, I guess the boldest thing that was happening to me was I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. Mm. So yeah, I had, I had the older gentleman okay. that was like two or three years older than me that were going to clubs, but shirt and tie clubs. Okay. Then I had the generation that was my age but younger, but going to the roughneck mm. uh, clubs that were not so good for us. Gotcha. So hanging with that club, with that group, um, I, I came firsthand with uh, being shot at. Wow. At point blank range. Wow. At a carnival in D.C. Won't tell you the, the details of it, but yeah. for the sake of time. But yeah, literally got shot at. Wow. Um, and it was one of those things that you see in the movies where everything stops wow. and then fast forwards and then I'm back at my, my car mm. with my friend who ran off from me. And um, then we went to another club in D.C. Uh, right afterward, right after being shot at. And then my whole neighborhood was down there um, and some dudes was messing with two sisters from my neighborhood about to fight. So mm -hmm. I jumped in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trying to jump in and, and protect our sisters. And the police officers helped me. Mm. Police officers prevented me from jumping in. And uh, so um, consequently, three of my friends that night got stabbed. Wow. And, and passed? Or they just No, got uh, they didn't pass, but they, they went to the hospital. Okay. Went to the wow. hospital. So if it wasn't for the police holding me, I would have been the fourth one. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's after crazy. That, after that, the Holy Spirit told me, look, um, if you continue on this path, you will be the next mm. statistic. Mm. And so that's when I rededicated my life. Wow. Um, but that was, no, that was that was 21. Okay. That was 21. That was when you were 21. That was 21. Okay. 27 was when my dad passed away. So now this is the second half of the testimony okay. where I was a womanizer. Mm. I, I, I lived, I had my own place by myself. Uh, so before I moved out, my dad uh, caught me red-handed <laughs> <laughs> downstairs in our basement. Okay. Almost red-handed. So he came downstairs, and uh, a young lady and I was sitting on the couch. We had heard my father coming down the stairs, quickly covered up with a blanket. Okay. And my dad just came down and, and rested his elbows on the back of uh, the lounge chair and didn't say nothing. Mm, Two or but three he minutes. knew what was happening. He knew what was happening. <laughs> okay. He, and uh, he went back upstairs, and I was like, wow, it was one of those moments. But the next morning, my dad said, listen, I know what's happening, mm. and I can't allow you to continue that lifestyle in my house. Mm. So um, I understood what he was saying. It was an ultimatum. I had to make my decision. I chose not to stay, okay. but I chose to get out that day and look for my own spot, and I did. Okay. And so you were on your own. You were kind of like a womanizer. A making little. good money, making great money as a single man. Mm. Uh, I had my wardrobe together, vehicles together. Um, still singing in the choir. Okay. Present in the young adult choir at the yeah. time. Um, but still, um, I had that itch. Mm -hmm. And so without accountability, without mm. uh, my big brothers in the, in the church or anyone else holding me accountable, I went on and lived the single man's lifestyle mm. to the fullest, as far as I could go. Wow. Yeah, and I kept hearing hypocrite. 
Mm. And, and that's when you gave your life to the Lord a second time, the, or rededicated kind well, of. Well, rededicated. So I was first baptized at the age of ten. Okay. But rededicated in ninety in ninety seven twenty when I was twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. So right after my dad passed away, the day after my twenty seventh mm-hmm. birthday, that spring is when um, yeah, yeah, uh, that spring is when I, I really began to hear hypocrite, mm. hypocrite. Wow. Yeah, and uh, a deeper part of that testimony is I became, I was a a male exotic dancer. Really? So that's how deep. Like a Magic Mike type But private, but but private. (laughs) I I haven't seen Magic Mike, so I got to see what that's about. Okay. It's an old movie. It's an older movie. (laughs) So um, we did, my my friends and I did private. Wow. That's private, like... um, uh, 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 bachelorette parties. Ah, wow. Yeah, so you were I, deep in. I was deep and I was about okay. to go deeper. I was about to sign up to really do the professional stuff in the nightclubs. Mm. A friend, a young lady who I was dealing with at mm-hmm. the time knew some uh, male exotic dancers wow. and said, this is how you can get in it. <laughs> wow, and that's I crazy. Like, nah. I was like, no, I can't, I can't. Because I got recognized at mm. a private dance, a private um, party Mm-hmm. Recognize one of my schoolmates. Recognize me. Oh, you ain't you so and so from from high school? It's like ah, there if it's that easy to recognize me. I said nah, I got to get out of this. Mm. So wow, that's my, that's my testimony. To... That is crazy. I would never have known <laughs> that. <laughs> that is crazy. So let me clarify. When I say womanizer, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I wasn't a dog. I wasn't a predator. Okay. So, yeah. Not that that makes anything better. Yeah. It was the women were available. Mm-hmm. They wanted what I wanted. It was yeah. consensual. Yeah. But I I was a womanized, so that's the best way to okay. describe my overall sin, okay. simple lifestyle that I was in. Okay. Yeah. So you so all this happened, you rededicate your life to the mm-hmm. Lord. Um I know you were married yep. and then you're married now. Yes. Now. Yes. yes. Um and so what what made you, because I know you go out and, and speak at different events and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, how did that start? And what do you speak about um, when you go to, because you speak to women Correct. a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. kind of how did that come about? So um, from the promiscuous lifestyle that I lived mm-hmm. was birthed in me a passion to um, to help educate, to help make sisters aware Mm. of how vulnerable they're they're making themselves. Mm. So because I wasn't a predator, I I listened to women tell me. Every woman that I met would open up and share with me issues that they were having either okay. with their their boyfriends at the time, their husbands at the time, or just ex exes. And I would I would I would listen to them. But I would listen to them with compassion, like this sounds bad. And I knew women mm-hmm. were being abused. I knew they were being taken advantage of mm-hmm. and um, and I didn't want to be a part of that um, that scenario mm. you know but listening to women opened yeah. up uh, opened themselves up opened themselves open a part of themselves to me that was very satisfactory to me mm-hmm. because the more I found myself listening to women those women were opening themselves up mm. and you know basically uh, hand washing hand Mm. Uh, I I got my knees met. She got her knees met. Yeah, and that's how I was like, "Wow, this is serious." And so from that, that gave you a passion to really 
teach women from the from, stories you heard and from seeing like yeah, how from vulnerable. My yeah. From my experiences, how easy. Like, I would say myself growing up, I didn't have game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't have game. I was never that type of dude who was just going to talk my way into a woman giving me what I wanted. Yeah. But didn't realize I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I was doing it the right way, listening. Yeah. From a sincere place, not from a predatorial standpoint. Yeah. But listening from a sincere place. Mm-hmm. And I found out more women were just here, take it, take it, take it. Just I mm-hmm. want it too. And so I was like, Wayne, this is this is real. Um, I wanna help I help in a, in a way educate and pro- protect sisters so they can be aware of the of the games. Mm-hmm. Because if they're doing it with me and I'm not a predator. Yeah. Imagine how they'll when be they, with someone when, that when you, is. When you come in contact wow. with a predator. Yeah. And so now, fast forward 20-some-odd years later, you mm-hmm. hear all you hear over the Internet and, and TV and radio about women being abused. The the uh, football ex-football player this week, uh, I won't say his name over the air, um, but there's video clips of him throwing his, his girlfriend, I don't know, girlfriend or wife. Like down? Car, like literally. Throw, threw it into the wall TV, threw her in, face first into the TV, and they had wow. a baby that was there in the, in the room present. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah, so why not go back and, and tell sisters some of the things to look out for? Yeah, like you red know? flags. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. So wow. That was it. And so that gave you that passion to <clears throat> begin to speak to them. Yeah. Um, and what I don't know what are some of those flags that you speak to women about like what are some things that you have seen or things that you know of other men that you're like be careful of this behavior mm-hmm. you know because even as Christian women we still Correct. have to be wise you must. and you have to have discernment Absolutely. and you have to Absolutely. also be logical and yeah. think uh, I'm seeing this and I'm seeing it again yes. is this a red flag yes, yes you yes, know yes, yes. and what's that difference between a red flag and something that like can grow or mm-hmm. can be worked on you Correct. know what is the difference with that if something that I, I would say a red flag is something that's blatantly obvious mm-hmm. that you cannot overlook and you can't be so desperate and i'll say that mm-hmm. for men and women okay um for men we can be desperate because she's so beautiful mm-hmm. and we have we haven't come across this type of woman of her appearance that, that's given us the green light mm-hmm. before. So a lot of men will fall victim mm-hmm. to giving her, telling her what she wants mm-hmm. and then getting what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, but for women, uh, I know typically women are at times vulnerable and not, not even realize you're giving off so many signals to men mm-hmm. that saying, hey, take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. that's dangerous. Yeah. And th- this is why um, the pie, the pie Piper. Yeah, R. Kelly. Did, okay, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what my boundaries no, are. No, you can say whatever you want, yeah. I don't know what my boundaries are. Yeah. But when you hear things like that, it's mm-hmm. like, wow. And you hear how deceived some of these women are. And the world was, I mean, the world was watching it while it was happening. Yeah. And they were okay with it, too, yeah. you know, so. But you listen to some of the women that are still that were victims, still mm-hmm. victims, how now they defend. So that's the thing that's like, wow. Yeah. You know, so um, from a Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. from there on down to anyone, I, uh, from a Christian standpoint, number one, your relationship with God has to be 
first and foremost. Mm. This is how we receive our, this is God's primary way of receiving information from our, from a relationship between us and him. Yeah. But if you reject God, yeah. now you have all these other relationship issues because you rejected the source, yeah. the power, mm -hmm. the authority that that is yeah. to protect us. Mm. So, so you say first, like your relationship with God has to be must stable and and growing. true yes. and growing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. No doubt. No doubt. That's the number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, um, from that love, receiving God's love, you're able to love yourself. Mm. With loving yourself, you're able to understand. Uh, what's suitable, what's not suitable. Mm. Going back to your relationship with God, Adam and Eve, God had to send animals to test Adam first to see what he would call them. That's what the Bible says. Mm. Before God blessed him with Eve, he had to send him some things that were less or not suitable. That's mm. the key word, not suitable. So in, in naming the animals, whatever he named those mm -hmm. animals, that's what it was going to be. But the Bible says God God presented those animals to him mm. to see what he would call them. So it was a test. Mm. Interesting. Was a test. I've never I've never looked at it like when that. Go, so yeah. it was a test to what? Like a test to for it was it was a, it was for Adam to observe the animals. Okay. The dog is not like me. The cat is not like me. Mm. The gorilla is not like me. Although they have a head, they have two eyes, they have a nose, they have a mouth, they have ears, mm -hmm. they have hands, they have feet, but they're not like me. Mm. So in observing something that's not suitable for you, you understand what doesn't fit or mm. what you don't fit with. That's good. Right. <laughs> I have never, ever thought of it yes, like that. Yeah. So in dating, that is that's really how God good. To me. In dating, mm. you're going to come across uh, silverbacks. Okay. Silverbacks are personality types mm. that are so aggressive but they're really insecure using the analogy of a silverback you mm -hmm. can't even look at a, a, a gorilla in the face mm. without them mm -hmm. showing their dominance mm -hmm. and so when you look at the male-female relationship what do you typically see if you see a woman connected mm -hmm. to the wrong man mm -hmm. if he's dominating controlling abusive mm -hmm. silverback then you have uh, the booger bears. You said the booger bears? Booger bears. Okay. Booger bears are dudes who are lazy, mm. shiftless, whatever. And women, they're female booger bears too. Mm -hmm. But only want to be with you for what they can, for what they can get from you. Mm. They don't want to put work into the relationship. They don't want to go out and get a job, but they want to rely on you mm. to use your hard on money. Yeah. While you're at work, they're sitting on your couch eating your food, playing their PS5 that you bought them. Mm. Booger bear. Sounds like a mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what that sounds like. That sounds the like mother, a mom. Mothers are the ones that, that are conditioning these these grown boys in men's bodies. Mm. Did I say that correct? Yeah. yeah. Boys in adult men's bodies mm. to to live off of women. Yeah. And a lot of women are in relationships with booger bears right now. Booger bears. Then you have builder bears. <laughs> builder bears. Builder okay. bears are dudes who have some of the things that you're looking for, but you have to add things mm. to their wardrobe, to their personality. You have to lie to yourself, basically. You have to deceive yourself mm. into saying that you truly like this person. But mm. deep down inside your heart and your spirit, you know this person is not right for you. But you have to keep building. Mm. 
Mm. You have to keep building, adding things for you to like them, but you're deceiving yourself mm. into staying with this person. Now you're codependent. That's a builder bear. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So would you say a builder bear mm-hmm. is wrong if you're helping them build up characteristics? That <laughs> the Lord wants them to have, anyways. Missionary dating is what my <laughs> pastor calls that. Okay, what does that mean? So, so you you like this individual, you mm-hmm. may be attracted to this individual, but helping you said the key word, you're helping them develop character mm-hmm. or whatever. I think mm-hmm. I believe that's what you said. Yeah, you're helping them. You're you're missionary. You are you're trying to connect them to God. Yeah. And that's that is is it's it's a mistake. It's an accident waiting to happen almost every time we think about it. Mm. Because God never forces a relationship on anyone. Yeah. It's always voluntary. Yeah. He's a gentleman. Yeah. So he wants you and I to come to him with our whole heart. Mm. Not someone pushing Christ down their throat. And what if they're already believers? If they're already believers. Because one thing I hear a lot mm-hmm. is, you know, in married couples and things is that, um, you know, your person is not going to come to you fully Correct. ready. Right. Correct. So Correct. what is the difference between a Build-A-Bear man mm-hmm. and a man that is not perfect? You know, like right. a man that still has character to Right. build and all that but there I just want to know That's like true. what is the That's difference true. you know so, so back to the back to the animals and God okay. presenting the animals to Adam yeah he had to observe mm. that's the first thing he had to observe okay and from observation comes revelation mm. so in observing this person that you're describing mm-hmm. build a bear whoever you're observing if they're serious about their relationship with God, or are you the one always pulling them to Bible study, pulling them to church, mm-hmm. suggesting that we read the Bible, suggesting that we do this, suggesting when you're doing more of the work, you are not enabling the situation mm-hmm. or enabling okay. their behavior. And anytime you're doing something against someone's will that's not a part of what they really want, mm-hmm. you're doing, you're, 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 in fact, you're pushing them deeper or further away. Because they don't want it themselves. Interesting. So you've been in a relationship with mm-hmm. a man or so a man who doesn't really want you. Doesn't want you. Mm-hmm. But I want he wants what he can get from you. Mm. Yes, I've been there before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been in with women yeah. who didn't really want me, but mm-hmm. they wanted what I could what I could provide. Provide for them. for them, yeah. So do they really want you or do they want how you make them feel? And people do that with mm-hmm. Christ. I want you mm-hmm. to save me from my troubles. Then when you when you when you pay my, my when you pay my, my when you when you when you can pay my car note mm-hmm. when you can pay my rent and get me out of foreclosure get me out of uh, my car being repossessed thank you Lord and then what do they do go right back to the thing yeah that was destroyed that was breaking his heart so they don't mm-hmm. really want you mm-hmm. and that's that's my warning to anyone. Who, yes, you want to see the good in that person, mm-hmm. but if they don't want it themselves, you will you will come to the revelation that yeah. you're doing more of the work, and they don't want it, and that's heartbreaking. Mm. It's heartbreaking to be married to someone. That's why I'm 
to be married to someone who doesn't really want Christ. And if mm. they don't want Christ, they really don't want you. Because mm. if they rejected their first love, that's why they can't receive your love. Mm. And that's why they can't reciprocate that love. Why? Because you can't give what you never had. Mm. You can't give what you rejected. That's really good. And so you said that's why your first your first marriage didn't work out. It was there's one thing Christ said this either you're with me or you're against me. Mm. If you're with me, you're helping me gather, you're helping me improve, you're yeah. helping me advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. But those that are against me, you're scattering abroad. That means you're making matters worse literally. Mm-hmm. So if you come across and you uh, can only be one or the other. You, yeah, can't, you can't be. There's no straddling the fence. Nope. Yeah. If you're not for him, you're mm-hmm. against him. And it's, it's no gray yeah. area. Wow. So in relationship, mm-hmm. if that person isn't for Christ, that's that's the litmus test right there. If they're not for Christ, mm-hmm. they're not going. They're not adding happiness and joy and the glory of God to their number one relationship. Nor will they add it to your life. Mm-hmm. They will make matters worse between them and God them and God, they will make matters worse between you and him, you and that individual too. Mm. So the first love has to be the standard. If they don't have, if they rejected Christ, they only, the only thing they can give you is from the natural. Yeah. Fleshly. And that, that is greed, is consumption. They want you for what you can do for them. Yeah. And that waste away, you know, that doesn't last. And, and I would tell this to any woman, don't think sex is going to keep any man. No, that will attract any man, any boy, period. Mm-hmm. But it won't keep him. Yeah. It won't keep him at all. Yeah. That's why you, you see so many entertainers who can get any woman they want. And it's from a man's perspective who isn't connected to Christ, that itch is never satisfied. Never. Mm-hmm. He could be getting the triple X mm-hmm. all day, 24 mm-hmm. 7, and he would never be satisfied because he's always looking for the next high, the next high, and the next high. Mm. And women do the same thing too. Yeah. Yes. yes I'm yes. glad you keep putting that in there because it's not just men. No. No, um, no. Okay. So that's yeah, that's really good. And that I've never heard that analogy with uh, the whole Adam. Remember the three: observation, yeah, revelation, confirmation. Mm. So after um, the revelation was when Adam said, "Wow, there is not a suitable helpmeet found." me so he was looking at the animals mm-hmm. like wait a minute how come I don't have a mate yeah how come I don't have one that I can relate to that was God's will revealing to him this is they are not suitable for you mm. now when you come to that revelation now you're ready to receive confirmation and then the Bible said God did it he orchestrated every circumstance to put Adam to sleep mm. to perform surgery on him to remove his rib sew him back up and heal him. And then he presented the same word that he used for the animals he used for Eve. Mm. Then God presented unto him the white. Now, he had a choice. Yeah. He had a choice. And when Adam mm. saw what God could only bring to him. Yeah. And, and here, here's another revelation. He saw something that he did not have. He saw something, someone that he needed. How was he able to call... This is now woman. He never saw a woman before. Mm. It was through his connection with God mm. to a, to be able to name. He named the dogs, the cats, the gorillas, the booger bears. He mm-hmm. named all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he was able to accurately call yeah. 
woman, a mm. man, a man with a woman. Mm. So that man has revelation, knowledge. Wow. That's how you know it's confirmed. And you know he was connected to the Lord. I've never thought about it, you know, because how did he know? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have known that the Lord took, you know, a rib mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And natural wow. man can't receive the things of God. Mm-hmm. Hence, that's why we say if you are a true believer and you want the blessings of God, the true blessings of God, your heart has to be, number one, wholeheartedly sold out to love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Even if even if you get a lock to your mind, even if you, he never blesses you with the spouse. Yeah. If he yeah. never blesses you with the spouse, yeah. you have to be able to say, God, I'm good with you for the rest of my life. Because mm. he's your everything, right? Yeah. But you and if still, they come, they come. But yeah, if not, but, you're but you, okay. But you still have to be honest and say, God, I still want to be married. Mm. I want to be married your way. I want what you have for me. Yeah. And that's been on. And then God can honor that. Wow. That yeah. is, that's good. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. And so this is the type of stuff that you speak to yes, women about, right? Yes, yes. This kind so this of stuff. Is, that came from a book that I'm in the process of writing. I was supposed to have written it. Wow. Yeah. You're writing a book? Yeah, it's called The Interview. Wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's called The Interview. So I've done, I spoke at a women's conference, single conference, uh, two years ago, October. Okay. Um, just before my wife and I got married. And I did the entire thing, PowerPoint presentation, hold on, but that's supposed to be a book. Mm, called the book. interview. Called the interview. And wow. basically is is man and woman okay. sitting along with God, just like Adam and Eve. Adam had to sit along with God first. He had to learn, he had to receive God's heart, his order, his ways. Um from there Adam was able to learn himself. And then he's able to now give that same love that he received mm. to a significant other. So receiving love, embracing love, walking mm-hmm. in love, and now giving. Mm-hmm. As freely as I've given to you, freely you must give. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the entire concept of God's way of teaching us, interviewing us. Not, not, not interviewing us. Mm-hmm. but So the concept that God gave me is, is a job interview. Okay. It's a job interview. Okay. So typically you have an employer mm-hmm. and a person who's trying to apply for a position with this particular company. But I tell women, I tell women, don't come to this interview as if you are the uh, the person applying for the job. You are coming to this table as a partner. Mm. Meaning Adam and Eve were created equal. Yeah. Right? Not superior or inferior. Mm-hmm. So you're not coming to the relationship table as, a, as, as someone who's inferior. You're coming to the table as equals. Mm. And that levels the playing field. So it's no longer a game. This is, are you suitable? Mm. That's the key word that God used. Are you suitable? For The revelation for Adam was there was not found a suitable help meet for him. That was his revelation. Wow, the, the gorilla doesn't look like me. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to the gorilla. But for th- there was not a, a suitable help meet found. Mm. So when God presents someone to you, he's going to present someone to you that's suitable to you. Mm. But you would never know what's suitable to you until you found out what was not suitable for you. Mm. So hence, this is why he had to present the animals to him. This is why in dating and being single, it's good to date or meet many people. Yeah. Because everyone that you meet, you're going to learn something about another male or human being. Mm-hmm. 
and men are going to learn something about other women mm. relationships. And so you're kind of testing the animals. You're right. kind of saying, right. this is suitable, this yes. is not, I don't want yes. this, I definitely yes. want this. Yes, mm. that's it. So now you're getting the gears are turning. Mm. And through that, through that, you learn more about yourself. Yeah. You learn more about yourself. And the things you still need to work on. Yes. The things that yes. still, yes. you yes. know, trigger you. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So that's the key. And those relationships, you learn everything about other people. You learn a lot about yourself. That prepares you for yeah. what is suitable. Because once you put on that custom-made tailored suit, it's not anything that you pick off the rack. It's specifically customized for you. And only God knows how to present what's suitable for you. Mm. You ever tried on a suit or something, some shoes or hats or clothes? Mm-hmm. That and if you it's like, not the right fit. <laughs> you like it so well, so bad, you like, oh, that's a bad suit. Put it on and it don't fit you. Yeah. But you want it so bad, you're going to buy it anyway. You're mm. going to make, you make it work. That's how relationships are. Mm. Can be. And you settle for it because it was what you wanted all this time, but it don't fit you. Mm. And then you walk around, people telling me, you look bad, you look horrible. Or you're telling yourself better in the mirror. Mm. But then when you finally get that suit that's like, oh, fits you perfectly. Yeah. Fits you perfectly. It's not too it's tight. Comfortable. It's comfortable. You can stretch your arms. <laughs> that's, wow. That's, that's what God has in store. And so those. do you believe that there is one specific person for everyone? Or do like, because if, if something <laughs> is suited for you. Right. Cause that's one thing I don't I don't believe in soulmates, right? I believe right. I never I don't I don't I don't see soulmates in the Bible. Yeah. I will I will answer it. I will answer it biblically. Okay. And and from a, um, um, so how many ribs do we have? Whatever number. That I don't is. even know. Okay. So, so I just know we so have. So using so using how God chose a rib. If you look at the scripture, mm. the the Bible says God chose a rib. Mm, okay. And fashioned it. Okay. And made the woman and presented it to Adam. Does that mean that that's the only rib? Because mm. Adam had a choice. Now, so if 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 he receives the rib that God presented to him, mm. what if that rib passes away before time? Is there another rib God can still use to mm. bless me with a second wife? So to answer that specific question, you yeah. don't believe there's just one. Uh, I will. I can only stand on that particular passage in Genesis where God chose. Mm. It was all God's idea to to connect. Yeah. To. Mm. It was all God's idea for the marriage to work a certain way. It was all God's idea when to put Adam to sleep and which rib he decided to use, to choose and to fashion into a woman. So. Only I would say this. Only God can answer that particular question mm. for you. I just know there. I got other ribs in here. That's true. That if, I never like those specific things are really. I guess that important to look at. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. He chose all of the. You know, he chose a rib, mm-hmm. and that a mm-hmm. is very specific to one mm-hmm. of them. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. The possibility of if something were to happen mm-hmm. to this one rib. Can God, if my heart is still in tune with the Lord, can He provide another one? Right, mm. from me. Yeah. And only God can answer that question. Only God can do that. Mm. So I just tell everyone be open to the things of God. This yeah. This is why your number one relationship 
is getting to know him as mm. a seed. Really get to know him wholeheartedly. Yeah. So just like you want someone to pursue you wholeheartedly, not mm -hmm. half-heartedly, that's how God is really testing us. Mm. Adam had to be tested first to see if he was going to be focused and paying attention to how he created him to function. Mm. Was he going to follow through with the assignment? Because if he was half-hearted, then why am I going to bless you with this this major blessing that I'm trying to bless you with? And you're not coming after me wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you stay right here uh, with the booger bears, the, the silverbacks, mm -hmm. the, the the dogs and the hogs. Mm -hmm. That's another scripture. People who people who take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Can I say that one? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's... The dogs and the hogs. Matthew 7. Okay. I know it's chapter 7, verse 1, or whatever, whatever. Do not cast your pearls before swine, neither mm. give that which is don't not give that which is holy to the dogs, neither cast your cast your pearls before swine. Basically what it's saying, when you do that, um, they will turn and trample you and run you over and take advantage of you, basically. So what that's saying is when you discern an individual that you're in a relationship with who doesn't appreciate your heart, mm. pearls. Don't give that which is holy, the word of God. If they're rejecting the word of God, which is holy, if they're trampling, excuse me, if they're trampling over your heart, not, not appreciating you, mm -hmm. not respecting you, not valuing you, what are they doing to what's precious to you? Catching your pearls. Mm -hmm. They're trampling. So he uses the analogy of dogs mm -hmm. who will turn around and eat their own vomit and they will eat it up, they will sniff other dogs' backsides, mm -hmm. they will eat poop. So dogs lack the ability to appreciate, to know the difference between what is valuable and what can be consumed. Mm -hmm. They all look at everything that's valuable as something that I can consume. That's why if you look at a dog, if you ever had a dog, they will eat anything that you put out in front of them. Mm -hmm. Even if they don't know what it is. I don't care what it is, we just want it. Mm. Dogs, men that you know that are mm. dogs. Hello, I don't a, care. Here's a revelation. We don't care what she look like. Mm. We don't care if I'm in a relationship with a young lady or not. I'm not gonna say we. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the dog mentality. Yeah. Amen. The dog mentality doesn't care. Mm. They just want to consume. They just want to consume. Uh, hogs on the other end. Hogs will. I don't care. You can clean them up, put them a white tuxedo on. They're going right back to. Wallowing in the mire. Mm. So don't cast your pearls before swine, neither give that which is holy to the dog. So when God reveals to you in your dating season, this is a dog, this is a hog, he says, Stop it. You're trying to you're trying to miss what you call missionary dating. Mm -hmm. You're trying to evangelize them. Their heart isn't set on the things of God like you are. So although you want to see them saved, although you want to see them sanctified, you want to see them walking in righteousness and holiness and obedience to God, if they don't want it themselves, you are now manipulating them, which is ungodly. Mm. They and have the, to want it on their own. The Lord just gave that to me. I've been in relationships where women have tried viciously to try to manipulate me. Mm -hmm. to use me for they know I'm a good person they know I'm a good man they know I'm a good catch mm -hmm. but to try to watch well, this uh, sex me into submission mm -hmm. where I'm not longer I'm no longer the leader I'm the passive male boy toy maintenance mm -hmm. man mm -hmm. for their pleasure but you don't want leadership 
I can't I can't speak and give you wisdom. I can't speak and give so I've been on the receiving end of a woman trying to manipulate and trying to dominate me and trying to talk to me in the old kind of way. Yeah. Women have been on the receiving end of that for far too long. Mm. So, but when you come across someone like that and you love them dearly, you love them wholeheartedly, but if they don't have a connection with God, there's nothing they can do to really bless you like you want. Mm. Love is always reciprocal. It's never forced. Love is always reciprocal. Yeah. Always reciprocal. Mm-hmm. And if it's not reciprocated, then it's not love. So if you're giving out of love, but you're not receiving mm-hmm. love, that person doesn't love you. That person lusts after something that you have mm-hmm. that make that they can benefit from. That's not God. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we have to learn that before we get married. So don't rush into marriage like I did and learn that one the hard way. Mm-hmm. So God wants you to learn those things prior to. Yeah. If yeah. he if he's if he's violent, you want to learn that prior to marriage, rather than marrying and then finding out. Yeah. And the the signs are there. Signs are always there. Mm. Yep. You just gave me a lot of wisdom today. This is this is like woo. This is a lot. I'm telling you, I have yeah. never heard like half of these things, you know, and just in the way that you explain them. Um, well, you shared a lot, but I just want to touch on so the wife your second marriage right this is your wife now Mm -hmm. um how did that happen right how did that come about because you know you know you have all this wisdom now so how did you know like this was the woman that you wanted to marry so from my first divorce um my first divorce uh i learned me i got myself back Mm. i gave so much of myself um there's there's a uh, and I posted on one of my social, both of my social media accounts, is a picture of a, uh, you're, you're in first grade. Mm-hmm. First grade teacher, yeah. So kindergarten teachers use the, the round pegs, the square pegs, the triangle pegs, the star pegs, the rectangle peg. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of peg, Peggy. Okay. Like peg. Peggy the pig? Okay. But not a pig, though. Peg is a square, right? Peg is a, yeah, peg is a square. Okay. Right? But peg tries to fit into the hole. Mm, and the to more, the circle? Right. So okay. the more peg tries to fit into the hole, the more withered and broken she becomes. Mm. So her friend or her husband is looking at peg, what happened to you? So there's a picture of square, square peg, mm-hmm. but she's been withered because she's been trying to fit in to the to circle. A place that she doesn't fit. Mm. And people, when you try to fit something in, when you try to force something into something that doesn't belong, you become splintered, fragmented, broken, mm. destroyed. And to the point where your friends and family, the people closest to you, love you the most, don't even recognize you no more. Because mm. you're trying to fit in. Hence, the circle was not suitable for you, Peg. Peg, you are a square. Squares fit in with squares. Circles fit in with circles. Yeah. So on and so forth. Mm. So the learning of who you are comes from God. Loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Setting boundaries for yourself come from your relationship with God. So in my divorce, I learned I was Peggy. Mm. I was Peggy. I had given so much of myself trying to fit in to someone I wasn't even supposed to. To me, I believe I wasn't supposed to marry. Yeah. But we had a child out of it. So all children are gifts from God. Yeah. 
I believe my son had a purpose to be here mm -hmm. through that union. Yeah. Uh, but I had to learn. I wish I would have learned that prior to marriage because divorce is always devastating to children and people, period. That was my first divorce in my family. Mm. No divorce ran in my family until wow. this marriage. So from there, I started to study myself. I started to study what's, what's divorce about. What is this issue that I went through, manipulation? What did I go through? How did I, I leave myself vulnerable? Jeff, you're a guy, you're, you're, you, it's hard for you to say no. Mm. I had to learn that. Women, mm. most typically women, it's hard to say no when you care. Mm. But the more you say no to people who don't deserve you, the dogs and the hogs, mm -hmm. the more they will trample you underfoot. And now you're destroyed. Your character is destroyed. First Corinthians 1533, uh, don't be deceived. Uh, bad company corrupts good character. Mm. So it doesn't matter how much you try. It doesn't matter how sincere your heart is on, on pleasing God. Mm -hmm. if, if, if this is bad character, it can only destroy your character. Mm. Just like mixing a rotten egg with a good egg. Yeah. You mix them two together. You can't go back in and separate the rotten egg from the good egg. It's done. Mm. They They're both yoked. <laughs> they, they're both, yeah. Now you mm. yoke together. That's marriage. Mm. So I had to learn myself. I had to get myself back really become more serious about my relationship with God. And that's how I was able to, to learn my five love languages. Mm. I, was, I was able to learn my boundaries. I was able, through further dating, still learn. Am I attracted to uh, interracial dating? Am I attracted to women that are taller than me, shorter than me, darker than me, lighter mm -hmm. than me? This is how I learned to set my standards on how God wired me. Mm. And I had to get back to if she's not serious about God, I don't want her. Mm. I thought if you went to church, I could let my guards down. Mm. No, not so. Mm -mm. The devil came to the to the Garden of Eden. The serpent came in the garden. When you look at the book of Job, in the presence of God, the devil was there in the presence of God to tempt and to take do whatever he did to Job. Yeah. So with those two analogies, don't think just because a person goes to church that they're really walking that walk. Yeah. So with mm. that, um, got myself back, studied, 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 studied to show yourself improvement. Yeah. Just, just unto God, yes, but unto yourself so you can learn more of you. Mm. So as I got myself back, studied, learned my boundaries, learned learned my love languages, learned my, uh, my ABC, attraction, uh, belief system, character. I share mm. it with you. Attraction, attraction is what everyone sees. The mm. iceberg above the water. Mm -hmm. The iceberg above the water is what you see. That's the first thing men are attracted to, the attraction. Same thing with women. Yeah. But you got to dig deeper. you got to dig deeper. What are their beliefs? That's the core thing. And then what's beneath the surface, what's really is their character. Mm. A, B, C. Those are my non-negotiables right there. So when I studied that, I got that, and I walked it and I embraced it. And I was able to pray Genesis 1 back to God. Mm. God, I want you to do me like you did Adam. Put me to sleep. Mm. Um, perform surgery on me. Remove the, the, the rib that you have for me. Heal me back. Sew me back up. Heal me. Mm. And then in your timing, present her to me. Mm. So when I met my wife, I was serving in a singles ministry at my church. Same church we're at now. Serving in singles ministry. Um, I'm a social butterfly. I introduce, I, um, I, I greet all the people who's mm -hmm. coming to this, this particular singles event and uh, introduce and walking past people. Um, long story short, 
God answered my prayer that day. Mm. So I met my wife, yeah. but don't remember meeting her face to face. I met her as I speak to everybody. So on social media, uh, someone took a picture of me and two young ladies. Mm -hmm. And our singles ministry posted the picture. And there were several likes by a lot of women. So I went back <laughs> on there and checked it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, all these likes are not for these two women here. <laughs> Some of these likes are for me. Yeah. So I saw my wife. And I, 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 I stuck my toes at the half-court line. I shot and it was all nets. I, I sent mm. her a friend request. Mm. Her, her social media page was private, so I'm really going out on a limb mm -hmm. to really send her a friend request, thinking that she liked me, taking the risk of, man, what, what if she wasn't really liking you? Yeah. In the picture, there's two other women. So I just shot it and she accepted my friend request. And she had already done her investigation. She had already seen me mm. prior to that. Okay. On her page, she posted a picture of the event that we were at. And again, I didn't recognize her. Mm. So um, I think I sent her an inbox message or she did me or whatever. Um, and I said, wait, I didn't know you was there. She's like, yeah, you came up and spoke to me. Boom, it hit me. Jeff, you just prayed. God put me to sleep. Mm. So if I'm asleep, I'm not going to see in the natural who, who God presents to me until he opens my eyes and reveals it. Mm. So when we connected, we shared phone numbers, we talked that whole day on my way home from work, and it was like, boom, this is, wow, attraction, mm -hmm. belief, and getting to know her character, so that takes time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so did you know in that conversation, that first conversation, did you kind of already mm -hmm. have an idea that like, hmm. So the attraction, <laughs> she was killing it. Okay. She was, she, I mean, literally when, when I saw her, I was like, just a picture of her. Just a picture. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, man, that's my style. Mm. That's me. So when Adam saw Eve, he was like, whoa. Yeah. When I saw my wife Tiffany, I was like, whoa. Not like any other woman I'd ever dated before. Mm. Period. I want that God right there. Mm. And didn't realize she had already, God had already, again, God prepared her mm. for us to meet. So she had already, the green light was already given, the ice was already broken. Yeah. So it was meant. So when I, when we started talking that day, I talked to her about the five love languages. I shared with her my wisdom, mm -hmm. the ABCs and stuff. And she was eating it up. Mm. Again, what I'm used to, women listening. Now yeah. I'm listening to women. But it was a pure, it was coming from a pure standpoint. Like, I don't want nothing from you. I'm attracted to you, yes. Mm -hmm. But I'm not trying to get over you. I'm not trying to take advantage of you. And I want you for your body. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a, like a strong Wi-Fi connection, mm. where you're like, man, this is not me saying, God, this is me, 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 me. This was like, no, this is what you prayed for right here. Mm. Talking to her all week, she came to a Thursday night prayer meeting with the singles, mm -hmm. uh, and it was a test again, because I'm, I'm big on the visual, right? Yeah. So um, I get turned off like that mm. if it's. Something that doesn't quite fit me. Mm -hmm. And so my wife will laugh at me because this is our joke. She came with some black furry flip-flops. Mm -hmm. First time seeing me face-to-face -face at a prayer meeting for singles. Mm -hmm. And I looked at them. I'm like, ah, I'm going to have to throw this one back. <laughs> All from some flip-flops. <laughs> but no, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, first impression, <clears throat> yeah. well, you got to come with it. Yeah. So the next date was our first date. Okay. And she came with it. She was like, yeah, okay, I got it. I got grace. Okay, got it. I get it. 
And then it was just that building, that learning her character, mm-hmm. and that took time. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I, I would tell any single person. Uh, now, we took, um, I met her, I met her July 7th. Okay. 7th, seven, 7th, seven, I'm big, I'm big on 7th. Anyway, I met her July 7th, um, proposed to her December that year. Mm. We got married September the following year. So that's a short period of time for yeah. some people. And I got married in around that same time frame to my first one. So now looking back, I will say this to any single person. You want to wait before you propose. Talk about marriage, yes. Yeah. But before you propose, you want to at least wait a full calendar year, 12 months. Mm-hmm. Because you have to see that person cycle. Mm, in all the seasons. You have to see in all the seasons. How do they handle their behavior, their anger, mm-hmm. their frustration? Are they lazy? Are they just, are they talking a good talk? Are they serious about the Lord? You will see all of that within. And if they're faking, if they're faking, if you're really in discernment, using discernment, you will begin to see those things within the first first conversation, mm-hmm. first week, first 90 days, you will see it. Mm-hmm. Six weeks, you will you begin to see it. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention. Yeah. But now if you're if you've already opened up your Christmas present before Christmas Day, mm-hmm. God removes that discernment from you. Keep that in mind. He never gives people discernment to who are living a disobedient lifestyle. Mm. Hence why I didn't see it in the first one. Mm. So hence I had to repent repent for this one because we opened up the Christmas present mm. prior to Christmas mm-hmm. Day. And so about to make the same mistake, I had to abstain stop until we got married. Mm-hmm. You're able to see character a lot more clearly. Yeah, because it's not tainted by lust or any of those things. Because that can make you think something's for you quick. Yes, yes, yes. You will lie to yourself. You will deceive (laughs) Mm -hmm. yourself into believing this is it, this is it, this Mm -hmm. is it. And God's like, no, I'm not even in that. Mm. Yeah. But now married, you will still see some things after marriage that you didn't see in the beginning. Mm. Why? Because it requires faith. To receive God, to receive things from God requires faith. To walk in the things of God requires faith, and everything that you do concerning God requires faith. Mm-hmm. So He will not show you everything prior to. Yeah. Because if He showed you everything, it would scare you. You yeah. would abort mission. And you might not, if He shows you everything, you might not feel like you need Him anymore. And it's not faith. Yeah. It's not, it's not faith. faith if you can see it. Yeah. So we still go through things. Yeah. We I mean, I'm sure. And you guys are, what, two years in two marriage? Two years, yes, indeed. Okay. Yes, indeed. Two years still into the marriage yeah. with a baby. Why you got to have a baby? Well, oh, you, know, you don't see that? Yes. No, I've never seen your Cause, baby. Because you're, you're, you're not on Facebook I'm, a lot. Yeah, I'm on a break. You're I'm on a break. break. I go through social media breaks because yeah, when yeah. I get on there, I get mm-hmm. addicted to just so scrolling. look through my pictures. You'll see okay. the picture of our one-year-old, Jevin is his name. Jevin Emanuel. Jevin Emanuel. Yes. Wow. From the, from the number seven, but with the J on it. Wow. Yes. Well, you brought a lot of wisdom today. Uh, a lot. The ABCs. The I wrote some notes. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's really helpful, especially for like young women like me, you know, mm-hmm. that are trying to go through life and figure out, okay, you know, Lord, is this for me? Mm-hmm. Is this? I feel like that's a constant question yeah. in my head. Yeah. You know, Lord, is this for me? Is this for me? Is this not for me? How do I know? Mm-hmm. Especially coming from a, a household of uh, women who 
didn't get married, mm -hmm. you know. There was no divorce because there was no marriage, mm -hmm. you know. Or coming from um, my grandma, she, you know, she was a, a victim of abuse from my grandfather. Yeah. And he, I mean, he faked it. Because yeah. when they got married, he yeah. switched, yeah. you yeah. know, and so seeing that, it's it can be very difficult yeah. to go into things because yeah. it's like, are they pretending? Yeah. Can they pretend for yeah. a year yeah. and then be this whole different person, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm definitely grateful for just wisdom like this yeah. and discernment from the Lord because... Yes. I know that one thing the Lord told me was that I was going to be one of the people in my family to break that cycle right. of yes. fatherlessness. Yes. That is in my whole family. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, and and you, so, yeah. You said the key. Yeah. You're breaking generational curses. Yeah. So now I understand why the enemy comes at my wife and I mm. so hard. Why? Because we are literally in the process of breaking generational yeah. curses off my family. Her yeah, well. and that's the hardest. I mean, you literally have a target on your back. He's mm -hmm. like, "Nope, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack you." Yeah, so that you can't break ruthlessly. That. Yeah, and and the thing about that, God is behind. He said, "I will shake up things." Mm. I I forget the exact quotation quote of the scripture, but God is shaking up things, and those things that can be shaken mm. are the things that were not meant to be that will fall apart, mm. but those things were, that were meant to be will withstand the shaking. Yeah. Why? Because they're grounded in the things of God. Mm. So the third thing that I tell singles, number one, you love God wholeheartedly. Yeah. Number two, learn to love yourself wholeheartedly from His love. Yeah. Number three, which is not going to make sense, but it's going to make sense, Learn how to love your enemies. Mm, because sometimes your spouse can be your enemy. Yes, and the man's foes will be mm. they of his own household. Wow. Meaning God uses those people, the people closest to you, that has the, the closest, most intermost uh, connection or pathway to your heart. They know your vulnerabilities. Mm. So they're the ones that can do the most damage or they can bring the most benefit. Mm. So this is why... Parents and children go at it sometimes, uh, and, and and spouses, and it, it, it's 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 part of God's permissive will to allow some things. Mm. One to teach the man how to what what loving your wife just as Christ loved the church really looks like. Yeah, because we don't know that until we are till we receive that revelation from God. Mm. This is what it means to really love my wife just as Christ loved the church, mm. and then. For women, this is what it means to, to demonstrate godly submission, cooperation. And submission is cooperation. Yeah. But also, is he following Christ? Mm. And if he's not following Christ, I don't have to submit to that order because you're going to lead me away from Christ. Yeah. So understanding what God says about submission mm. and the, the husband and wife role, because we're supposed to submit to each other. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 5.21, submit yourselves one to another yeah. in the fear of the Lord. Mm. Um, we'll cooperate with her. She cooperates with me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the order of the home is Christ has the final say of our house. I'm the head. My wife is, my wife and children are, are, are underneath my protective covering. Mm. That doesn't mean I know it all. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm going to be always right. It means I have to stay connected to God. He leads, I follow, you should follow too. Mm. 
If you, this is where faith comes in for the husband. If she chose, chooses to go elsewhere, God, I'm, I'm submitting myself to you. I commit myself to you. The faithful prayer who judges righteously. That's your daughter before she's my wife. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm learning what it means to love your wife just as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. God, you're the only one that can change her. Yeah. And for the wife, God, you're the only one that can change him because he's your son before he's your husband. Mm-hmm. Trust in God. If he says, Jeff, you got to go up on the corner of the rooftop while I deal with your angry, contentious wife. I didn't say you had to divorce. I said, but if you have to separate yourself and allow me to go in and deal with her. Mm-hmm. So that's why I use our bought of the term manipulation. You can't force a person to do the will of God. Even when you're married. Even when you're married. <laughs> Especially, I'm sure, when you're married. Yeah. And mm. that's the greatest revelation to give you peace is, okay, God, you got it. Yeah. It's hard. Mm. It's like all walks of faith is hard mm. when they're treating you so, mistreating you. Yeah. And it's permitted. It's permitted for a season. But, God, what are you teaching me in this? Mm. Coals under pressure become diamonds. Diamond, yeah. yeah. Uh, you put a jagged rock, a piece of gravel in water, submitted and what submerged underwater mm-hmm. for long periods of time. You pull that same piece of gravel out time later, and it's smooth as a stone. Mm. So that's the picture of God's love, Jeff. You got. And that's keep. why He allows those things to like yeah. form us, yeah. you know, to purify us. Yeah. But mm. it's both. It's for husband and wife. Yeah. And it feels like it's just you sometimes. Yeah. But it's literally. God, it's not just her. It's not just her. It's not just her. God said, no, this is for you. Mm. I got to show you something different. Mm. God is always revealing more of himself to you through relationships. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is so wonderful. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, would you mind just praying for like single, us single women, because sure. I'm a single woman, you sure. know, sure. Um, and, and just... Yeah, thank you for your wisdom today. Pleasure, I mean, you spoke most of the time. I didn't have much to say because I just wanted to hear you, you know. And so. my apologies for, for uh, and my wife tells you, uh, my wife joked with me and I joke with myself about it. I beat myself up about it. I can be long-winded, as you know. No, that's okay. It was good, though. It wasn't, it didn't feel like pointless long-windedness, you know. Yeah. It was, it was really good. So I'm thank you. I'm a teacher, you. so I teach in detail. Yeah. Um, so I have to learn how to condense. No, that's okay. That was great. But, but yes. yeah, if you can pray for us, sure, just sure, for sure. us sure. women. All right, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this great privilege and opportunity once again to be transparent, to share what you have given me, to share with single people specifically single women who desire your good, perfect, holy, and sovereign will. I ask, Lord, that you would uh, continue to protect your daughters, your precious daughters, protect your precious daughters from predators. While they're in the dating process, teach them. Teach them who and what is not suitable for them. So give them observation, Lord. Give them eyes to observe. And then, Lord, I ask that you protect them. I ask, Lord, that you would prepare them. Prepare them, Lord, to receive your revelation, your truth, to understand what's not suitable. And then for you to understand, for them to receive who and what is suitable for their lives based on your standards and accompanied with their desires, Lord. Accompanied with their desires. You purify their desires to be in line with your will. And then, Lord, I ask that in your time that you would give them um, 
you, you would give them confirmation to embrace your timing so that you can present them to their husband. And I pray this in Jesus' name and let it be done according to your good, perfect, holy, and sovereign will. And Lord, we thank you that generational curses are and will continue to be broken because you are raising up men and women who, uh, who love you with all of their heart and they're willing to love their neighbor just as you have loved them. You set the standard. You get the glory. And we thank you for godly marriages, godly relationships. And I ask that you would surround your daughters, you surround your sons with godly role models, godly men and women that will take them by the hand and walk them, lead them in the paths of righteousness and help them to be accountable, help them to be open and transparent with you and each other. That your name would get the glory in everything that we say, think, and do. And I thank you now that these women, your daughters and your sons, have what it is they pray for right now. And by saying thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Faith, amen. Thank you.